Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. Hello, hello. Little, bu- little business talk going on there. Before well, we I, well, the I was on the a two hundred, two hundred uh, on a Tuesday on very short notice. On very short in notice, London, where was England. this? London, England. Oh, okay, in London, England. See, in I London, England. I have not uh, ever performed in London, England. I don't know what. Uh, I have no idea what my draw there would be. I think we have a lot of fans in England. I think yeah. we have a ton. I know we do. I, I did. I did. Uh, well, there is something about being in an area like that that uh, ups. Your your like draw because it's first off it's just kind of a big thing. You're like it's an international show, and then any fans you have there, they kind of know this is like their chance to see. Yes, you. it's not like you're hitting like you know Dayton, but you might be in Columbus or some other thing, of or course, like you might. Be, yeah. It's like this is well, where they're going to see. When I you. was in London last time, I did it was like a hundred and fifty seat little little like comedy club theater is Dayton close to Columbus I just know they're both in Ohio I'm sorry go yeah, ahead I think so uh but I did and it was 150 seats and we sold out two shows on a Tuesday night so uh, the reason I'm even bringing this up right now is because I- I'm filming a special my 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 newest special um sometime this spring and it's gonna be it's it a looks, retarded person Lewis is filming him on his iPhone looks like it's gonna be in London this is the idea that I have the production company that I'm talking to is great they love the idea of London. They love the backdrop. Fucking my hooligan ass fucking fans. London, amazing city, amazing production company. All that's missing is the jokes. If and we we'll had get jokes, those, we'll get those. We're getting there. there. We're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys come see me on the road. We're getting there, baby boy. Uh, we have a lot to talk about on today's show. First of all, shout out to Your Kratom for making this show possible. Without Your Kratom, there would be no Yo MMA rap. So go support Your Kratom. Home of the sixty dollars kilo. Uh, Davy Boy Smith, my brother from another mother. I am the Puerto Rican rattlesnake, the king of things, the point guard of podcasting himself, Luis J. Gomez. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. But if you guys are from London or you're from the, that area or anywhere in that area, I'm not even well, maybe you just live there. Uh, maybe I'm not married to London. It could be another area in England. Another, it could be uh, uh, uh Chinchester or Paris, Francais, Liverpool. Liverpool. Thank you very much, Victor Pyongyang. <laughs> Perhaps they don't get a lot of comedy. Um, it could be Albuquerque. Who knows? It could, guys, it, we don't have to leave New York City. Let's get real. <laughs> you know what, guys? If you the have, gas digital studios. No, but if you know of a good venue in the the London area, let me know because I'm now I'm looking for a venue. I got to book once I, I'm going to book the venue. I'm going to pick a date. And I'm going to go from there, and that's that. And I'm going to be coming out to fucking England, and uh, I'm going to be filming some cool shit. I'm very very excited about it. Hell yeah, dude. I'm excited for you. Yeah, guys. You got to do shit yourself these days. Come on, doggies. Let's get real. Um, <clears throat> look, we have an incredible show planned today. Very, uh, very happy about today's show. Davey Boy Smith, how's moving into the new house going? It's going well over the hardest part. Moving, uh, moving was a real motherfucker, but I love the new house. I'm very excited to be there. Uh, moving, I've never, I've always moved like from, you know, apartments. I've never moved a house yeah. to another house and have never moved with two young kids. No. It is challenging. Yeah, there's a lot of challenges. A lot of work on my wife. Every every time I've moved, I've moved into a larger home, so I've just moved 
a little bit of furniture into a larger space. Well, I still did that. Like the which house is, is kind much of, bigger. It's kind of easier, you know. You're like, yes, you know, like well now I see to fill my house with things. Yes, there's like a little thing when you move into a house. You understand, like uh, apartment life. And Vic, you could definitely relate to this because you just moved from back from New York City back to fucking, you know, the the depths of you know uh, parts unknown, Death Valley, parts unknown, parts um, unknown, right. very affordable. Yeah, but you, I mean, you you. Like I, I'm in a house now, and I need like, a like a, a weird shaped table to be against the wall. Like like I I've never needed in an apartment. You need function. If I have a table in an apartment, it's because I need a fucking table, and something needs to go on that table. Yeah, in an and- apartment, you're like, this is my uh, dining room table slash desk slash bed. <laughs> yes, this is where I live. In a house, a, you're like you I have a buffet. Well, I've never lived in a a house like this. Like now I'm in a house where it's like a uh, 3,200 square foot house where there's just rooms and rooms and rooms that you're like, I don't even know what I want to do with this room, but I need some shit in it. It can't be an empty room. I'm not even that big of a house. I I don't even know how big my house is. It's not 3,200 square feet, but I have a room for video games. (laughs) (laughs) I have a drum set room. (laughs) <laughs> I have an entire gym in yeah. my in my. You're just like coming area. up with shit to do. You're like, this is my thinking room. This is my bird watching room. <laughs> no windows. No, none at all. Um, but yeah, that's that. Vic, I'm sorry. What were you going to say? We cut you off very rudely. No, no, no. I was just saying you need things like a buffet, like a uh, or or uh, a table behind a couch that has pictures on it. Stuff that. In an apartment, you would never need yes. crap like that. Yeah, I would never need a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a fucking uh, an end table. We a really shades, struggled for a while to a find end table. Lounge. I would never need any <laughs> of yes. stuff. My wife what always has all for? the ideas of everything that we were going to need and what's going to go here and all that shit. I'm just here to spend the money. I don't have a wife. I don't have any of that, dude. I, by the way, at my house, actually, to be honest with you, but Natalie, you've been to my house before. I think I've, I do a good job decorating, right? Yeah, it's pretty nice. Right? I, I think like, but that's all, so you know, that's all me. That's me having a vision. That's me like, I have art on my walls. You guys got to understand, I know people listen to this that like, that's crazy. You have to understand how fucking crazy it is. And Vic, you've known me a long time. Now, I know time. what everyone listening thinks. They're thinking that's normal. Okay, <laughs> yes, yes, for you. But for Lewis, it's crazy. For me to have art on my walls. I still can't get over it. You should be selling that art for pot money. It's it's just a, it's a wild thing. Like I, yes. you know, I don't know. I, I, I blow my own mind. So I walk into my house sometimes and I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Look at that painting right there. I bought that for that wall. It was on purpose. Just come see my house, buddy. Fuck you, Dave. I'm going to buy a house. Don't be an asshole, dude. You're going to buy it. I'm sure you are. You're coming at me with that energy. Bro, you fucking, you're killing it. I don't have a life like that. I got a new hot girlfriend, and I'm trying to convince her to move to New York and buy her (laughs) house. I'm like, bitch, I'll buy you a house. Let's go. (laughs) Let's go. You don't want a house? Why wouldn't you want a house? And with that attitude, you'll trap her. Damn, somebody in the racist live chat just said uh, a jerk closet. A whole closet for jerking off. That would be great. Or a whole closet for jerk chicken, which would also be fitting for my lifestyle. But don't jerk off in the jerk chicken closet. We have all made that mistake before. Don't be a jerk. (laughs) 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 Only a real jerk would do that. That was the worst and best joke I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) Only a jerk would jerk off in the jerk chicken (laughs) closet, okay? Um, 
Yeah, dude, um, I'm very proud of you. You've inspired me. I want to. I, I, you're you're making me want to purchase a home now. There's nothing like pretending you own a house when, in fact, a bank really does. It's a it's an amazing feeling. But I'd go with the Southwest motif, by the way. Would you? Hmm. White white buffalo head on the uh, <laughs> the living room. That is not. You know, I, I have. It's not what I've gone with. I but. have a cow head in my fucking studio. Really? Yeah. Okay. In my podcast studio. Natalie, I'm going to send you this picture right now. I want you to bring it up. Sure. I'm going to send to Is the, this a real cow head? Yeah, dude. A fan fucking made this for, uh, or killed it, skinned it, and then carved the Legion of Skanks logo into its forehead. <laughs> you guys didn't see this? I don't think. Maybe. Oh, maybe you have the skull. It's, I've seen it. It's Shut the, the skull, not up. a cow head. What do you mean? It's a cow head. What do you mean? No, it's, it's a Southwestern skull. It's not a cow head. A cow head is like a fully taxidermied head which was kind of yeah, that's what i was horrifying yeah oh no no no! i'm talking about the, yeah the skull what really that's the same shit yeah, that's a, the southwestern style sculling you know what? you I'm, bleach you bleach it i'm looking for this but i am not having an easy time finding it um lewis can we address something real quick what Vic? what did i do now no, no nothing i just want to ask you, a question. you know yeah i watched the fights if that's what you're Natalie, about to ask, it. if that's what you're about to things to address. Was there supposed that's to be a right. noise that came was out there? Should, there should have been a noise. I don't know. It was. Uh, I asked Bobby for it, and that's what we got. No, so, there was uh, a noise. Why don't you play it again with the noise? <laughs> much much better. Much better. Okay. It even has the metal <clears throat> thing. That was kind of cool. What do you have um, to address? What, what did I do now? You were on Jason's, Jason Ellis's podcast because he was yeah. calling you out over our comments last week. When was I on? Uh, apparently, well, you, you said you like were Lewis on his was, podcast. You were mentioned on it or you went on it? He said he was on it with some weird other people. No, uh, I, I didn't go on it. He asked me if I could do it, and I said no. I was going to be driving. So he, he why did he promote it on Twitter then? Look, and you just turned him down like that? Look, Jason, you know... Look, I, I would also we, I would also use my name to promote my show too. I get it. Can we I, pull I got up the poll real quick? I just want to address this one thing one thing real quick. Can we pull up the poll? Yes. Because we asked questions about this because Dave asked you if you're gonna still fight him, and the people weighed in. And we asked people uh if you were right or you were wrong. Louis J. Gomez you, says he doesn't want to face Jason Ellis unless he's one hundred percent your reaction. Uh smart move. No one fights at 100%. Make it X-arm or make it a slap fight. Uh, and the winner uh, was no one fights at 100%, 64.8%. Uh, second place was smart move. Second place was smart move, Vic. By by a large margin. There was a large margin, although if you combine, uh, that's, by the make way, it an X-arm and that's make what I call it a slap Vic. I call, him, I call Vic large margin. <laughs> it's a play on the Pee Wee Herman character, large marge. It's a... It's a, it's a Guy made of butter. Well, I get it. Margarine. I get it. It's solid. <laughs> However, if you pull up the poll again, large margarine. The, uh, Lord margarine. Lord margarine. Oh my gosh, she's funnier than me. Yep. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> and the student passes the teacher. <laughs> just like that. She pulled it out. Lord margarine. <laughs> only only reason I, that was, by the way, that was terrible. It was great. Luckily, oh, wow. Natalie bailed you out. <laughs> wow. I went from I'll margin to margarine. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. 
Um, don't be an <clears throat> asshole, Vic. You know what? Uh, my knee is not good. Both knees are not good, by the way. So you've been dancing to MC Scat Cat. Again. I have, did I? I barely danced to him anymore. out all night. I wish I could dance to MC Scat Cat. I'm just saying, I, I, I'm going tomorrow. I have to go back to the doctor. I'm going to get an MRI, and you know, look, you, what do you want me to say here? Uh, people are calling me a pussy. Uh, call me a pussy. Call me a pussy all day long, please. Well, I love being a pussy, dude. Pussy rules. Pussy's one of my favorite things. Okay. That's a Christmas song. I pussy believe it. Pussy is one of my favorite things. <laughs> I think you're slightly misremembering that. When the clit engorges, when the pubic hair grows over the lips, and your dick goes in and it kind of hurts. You remember that? You remember that? One? Back in the day, teenagers? We were teenagers. Dave, when, you're clearly the only sober one on this podcast. Right <laughs> First now. of all, I'm sober, dude. I'm just drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not talking MMA on the show. Just so you know. Well, nothing really happened this week. Yeah, we got to do. What is there to wrap up? There's nothing. Nothing happened. Mm. No podcasting like both of the hosts drinking at the same time. Everyone says knees over toes, Lewis. Did we watch it on this show last week? Where did I watch knees over toes? I watched it on. I H- think it was rap. They say knees over toes. What, are the, what does that mean? That's some fucking homosexual that does uh, exercises that helps your everything, apparently. Hmm. But it's knees over toes is the whole philosophy, apparently. Aren't, I don't even know. Aren't your knees always over your toes? Like just standing dude, up, <laughs> sitting down? Not for the gay community. All right. Yeah, dude. They're an odd bunch. Yeah, it's called, it's called Knees Behind Ears. <laughs> That's his channel. This is hateful. I'm sorry, Vic. We get into hate speech sometimes in the show, and Vic gives us these looks. By the way, Vic right now is giving us such a nasty look from Parts Unknown. He sure is. I'm just judging you guys. Judge us all you want, Victor. What do you want us to talk about? MMA? Good. What, but tee us up. What, 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 what happened? What happened? Well, you know, uh, there was a huge upset with involving Israel Adesanya. Oh, 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 oh by, by the way, who called that? Did Izzy fight this week? Who called that? I think I did. No, you didn't, Dave. You can't. I, we have the proof. I'm. Pr- yeah, I think I said when we first talked no, about this didn't. that you'd have to favor Alex Pereira. No, you didn't. I'm pretty sure I did. You didn't say that. Can you guys do me a favor? Go look up last week's episode and see what Dave said. I'm not sure I said it last week. I think oh, I said wow. it a while back. <laughs> okay. I don't know sure. what I said last week. I don't remember. Yeah. I think I did say when we first thought this that, like, look, Israel's not going to, like, really be able to use offensive wrestling. I was wrong about that. He did get him down once. But... I, th- I was like, this is going to be a kickboxing fight, and that kind of favors the guy who's beaten him twice in kickboxing and then went on to become the best kickboxer. I'll say watching the fight live, if you had asked me to make a pick going into the fifth round, I would have picked Izzy to win the fucking fight. Uh, but it was a great fight. Look, dude, um, I, what I said last week, this is the moment of truth, right? I mean, bang. Yeah, dude, Pereira... He fucking dude. He hits like a fucking tank, dude. He, he really, really hit him wow. hard. But bang, bang, I will bang, still bang, say, bang. It, my opinion, a little bit early. I'll give it a little bit of an early. A little bit early. I'd like I'll, that that posture. Now, again, I'm not saying it's a very tough job being a ref. Well, he's intelligently defending he's, himself. He's, so he's rewind weaving. it for a second. Rewind it. Yeah, he's weaving. He's bobbing. He's weaving. And no, look, he's getting. He's hurt. No question about that. Bang. But. But he also like he also stops it on a non-hit. Like he's yeah. avoiding those last three punches. He avoided by moving I think his one head. One of them might have landed. Good. <clears throat> Watch it again. I don't think so, dude. That's, he's bobbing. A- he's bobbing. 
missed, no, missed. He missed. He missed, dude. Then those he comes last in. Two, those last, those two last those... three punches are so. You're the so. champion of the world. It's the fifth round. I just kind of feel what like. What else I don't is know. the definition of intelligently defending yourself except for bobbing and weaving and avoid, avoiding shots? He was hurt, yes. However, and look, I don't like Izzy. I'm not even a big Izzy fan, right? Uh, I, I've never really like. I, I've never his thing has never really resonated with me, right? And I was rooting against him in this fight, but call a spade a spade here. Izzy was still technically in that fight, and he was also winning the fight on points and on the scorecards. How much time was left in that fight? I'm sorry, Coop, pull it up again. Let me know how much time was left in that fight. Um, you know. If he would have not been stopped there, he probably would have won it on the judges' scorecards. How much time? Would, how much time was left in the fight, Coop? Your mic's not on. Roughly three minutes. There's another three minutes. Yeah, a lot of time, no, a lot of time left. Minutes, left. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Look, probably he would have gotten stopped right there in that sequence. But you know, I, we've all seen crazier, you know, like situations where guys don't get finished there. And if he doesn't get finished, he probably wins the fight, or at least it's very, very close. He fought a great fight. Izzy fought a really great fight for the entire four, you know, the first four rounds, and then just got caught there. Yeah, and like I guess Rogan said fifth. it during the 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 card, which I thought it was a great comment, which was that Izzy had to fight a perfect fight, whereas Alex Pineda did not. And, you know, Alex, you know, there there was, there was times when Alex, you know, was just sort of being out MMA'd, out fought, out pointed. It was a a game as he was playing the MMA game better. Right. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Is he, you, you're like, all right, being at the top of the MMA food chain, being longer in the sport, it showed, and I was like, "Oh, is he going to be able to get this victory and over this guy?" And also being an excellent kickboxer, yeah. you know, it's not as if like he can't hang at all in that department. So he did a good job when he got on top of him. That was kind of cool. We've never really seen Israel Adesanya's top game at all. He um he certainly didn't look, you know, for the level of UFC champion. He looked a little stiff on top and stuff, but he was holding him down and he was riding his back and getting the ho- the the one hook in constantly. Took him down a bunch, controlled him pretty well. Yeah, um, landed some shots. It was look, it was an impressive performance by Israel Adesanya. I think he does deserve an immediate rematch. I think Izzy's been a longtime champion at one eighty five. Uh, but look, this guy seems to have Izzy's number. Very interesting that uh, for for the rematch, Adesanya has opened as a favorite over um, Pereira, even though he's lost to him now for a third. Time, which is pretty crazy, but only once in MMA, which is a you know, it is different. And um, I I agree with you. You still have to count those other two fights as something. The interesting situation here. There's a couple things that are interesting. Number one, it's not just that Izzy was like a champion and and lost a fight that he was winning up until the fifth round, which already would put you in the question of immediate rematch if you're the champion who was winning going into the fifth round. But he's also cleared out the division, so it's not as if there's like an obvious who else, you know, do you put him against? And there's not like there's like a re- – I mean, I guess Whitaker is the next kind of like guy in that division right now. Talk of Hamza yeah, coming up. And Pereira versus but, Whitaker is an awesome fight. Yes, but, right. The other thing that's interesting about this is that it, it does open up some questions. Pereira has proven that he can beat uh, Israel Adesanya, but the fact that Izzy was able to – you know, have such like top control for a full round almost of that fight, and he couldn't get back to his feet. Um, you look at it and you go, "Am I at all convinced that 
Hamzad Shemaev moving up to this weight class wouldn't be able to just tear through him? Am I convinced that Whitaker wouldn't be able to beat him? Like, no, it's it's a huge question mark. You know what I mean? So it is. It's, 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 a, it's a stylistically very interesting fight. There yeah. are guys at 185 pounds who could unquestionably take down Alex Pereira and do a better job um, than Izzy did. Right? If Izzy can do super, some damage. Super to you, interesting, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's why it's amazing. It's why it's yep, great that Pereira won. Um, you know, I, I think Izzy has done enough to deserve a rematch. But I think, look, if they didn't give it to him and they said they want to put Whitaker in there, I would completely understand that. Does Whitaker I, have a fight coming up? Yeah, he's going up against Paulo soon. Paulo Costa. Yeah. Oh, okay. So forget that. Too. That's, that's a, a very fight, good dude. fight. Holy shit. But if they said the winner of that fight was going to fight um, Pereira next, that would completely make sense. Give Izzy a little time off. Look, not for nothing. Like, Izzy got knocked the fuck out, right? He needs to come back and he needs to come in with a strong fucking game plan against this guy because when it comes down to just kickboxing, it seems like he's got Izzy's number, and Izzy's going to have to fight a truly perfect fight if they come back in a rematch. Um, I'd like to see maybe some things mixed up a little bit at 185. That would be fun. And you're right. There are matchups. Not for nothing. Hamzat Shemaev, he just might be the truth at 185. Who knows? He might be. The, he is the truth at 170. Uh, I mean, I he's think. already calling for a matchup with Pereira. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it he's would. He's the truth at 178. It would be a pro- it's going to be a pro- he's going to be a problem, dude. He's going to be a problem. If just you, his style. Listen, if Izzy takes you down at all, and if Izzy can hold you down at all, what the fuck can Hamzad Jemayev yeah. do? And Hamzad, I don't know exactly the size discrepancy between Izzy and Hamzad, but Hamzad's a massive one seventy. It's not Izzy's that not, crazy. Izzy is not a big one eighty five. The level of wrestling that you're talking Izzy's about. Izzy's a tall, long, but, lanky one eighty five. Agreed, but I'm just saying the level of grappling difference between Israel Adesanya and Hamzad Shemaev, even if Israel is like a little bit bigger, this is no, there's such a gap in like ability there. Obviously, is Israel Adesanya is a specialist, a kickboxer. But that's, I don't know. It'll just, it'll be very interesting to see that. Alex Pereira has a shot. He's got a fucking puncher's chance to fuck anybody up. But there are some really tough matchups out there for him. So it'll, a lot of interesting shit now. Super interesting. I, I think it's interesting that Pereira opened up as an underdog. Do you think that's warranted? I, I, I favor him. If you also, when you really consider the style, right, he's got to catch Izzy. He can fucking strike, dude. He and he can catch his it. He has power in the fifth fucking round, dude. He he stopped him in the fifth. You have to understand, like that's really like you see that and you go like, oh shit, dude. This guy has power throughout the entire. Yeah, fight. after four, after a round of grappling. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was still able to knock him out in the fifth round. That's uh, that's pretty that's pretty impressive. Very impressive. <clears throat> um, so yeah, look, dude, I'm a fan of Pereira. I'm glad that he won. I fucked up, and I, I during last week's show, I said, "Hey, you know what? I usually pick against Izzy, and then I said, I'm not going to though. Every time I do, I feel I look like cost him his run. I know I fucked up. So Izzy, um, it's kind of a, it does feel a little bit like Israel Adesanya had an amazing run, beat some very, very tough guys. However, it does feel like when. It feels like in the moments when it would have gone almost like from being like, okay, you were like a very, uh, like a great champion to like legend status. Like he moved up to 205 to go become a champ champ and lost that fight. And now this was the fight that was like the rival from the guy who beat him in kickboxing twice and is doing great and then ends up losing that fight. It's almost like he just fell short of cementing himself as like legend well, status. The reality is. 
there's not many. There's a there's a handful of guys who are undefeated mm-hmm. that are at the highest level. Champion become champions, stay undefeated, retire undefeated, retire undefeated. Yep. It almost doesn't happen, right? We saw it with Khabib. We saw it with GSP to a certain degree. He wasn't undefeated, but he avenged those losses yeah. that he had in such a, a, a dominant, a tremendous fashion. way that it was like he might as well have gone undefeated, right? He, he um, avenged the losses in a way. There was no that question no that one, he's the yes. better fighter. Yeah, no one would no ever even think to fight there's to not, want to see those there's fights. not many people so what happens is we're at an era of mma fighters who love the smell of their own shit and you see them come out and they go dude i'm the fucking next fucking god and i'm i'm unbeatable and you go nobody's unbeatable there's like two or three guys ever that had those careers, like ever yeah. in the fucking history of the entire sport, dude. Like Fedor, up until the end, like had like that type of career. GSP, um, uh, could be who else is there that like undefeated? Undefeated, became champion, defended it, cleared out division, retired. I mean, nobody's done that really. And and by the way, uh, uh, that didn't happen with um, Fedor. I mean, he ended up still fighting, t- but I will say he did enough. So the, he did know, it for a very long time. The, the, the loss at the end of his career, I almost like, uh, I'm not going like, I feel like he did what I was sort of saying. Like, even at the end, it was just sort of fighting to fight, right? Like, just saying, you know, active, saying active to compete. I don't think he was trying to be the best in the world. No, I don't know. He was the champion when, he, when Fabrizio Verdum tapped him out of uh, whatever it was, Elite XC or yeah, Strike yeah, Force yeah. or whatever. But he, he did that for a very, very long time. But your point is a solid one, that these are, you know, it's not like this is the 1% of fighters. This is the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. There's like few guys so ever. Is he, like, is he, it's almost like he might be a victim of of loving the smell of his own shit. No, but I'm just saying because there are things. The, the, it's a little different. Like, like Michael Bisping had tough losses and fucking came back from there. Like, is he right now, depending, like he could literally go back to the drawing board and just fucking keep grinding, keep on getting better and just literally just become better and, if and better he comes and better. Back, and if he comes back and wins his title, then that becomes like a fucking like legend status thing. I'm just saying the, that but, it's but like, the problem is look, he Connor sets himself McGregor, up to be like, I'm this fucking unbeatable thing. I mean, you sort of said when you love to smell your own shit like that, that much, I feel like you set yourself up for everyone but, to like, we're sort of looking past is now. We set it feels up. like his moment is past because he, now he's not the best of the best, but he can still very well come back and be the best. No, I, I agree with that. I'm saying, I think maybe we set him up more than he even sets himself up. Fighters are always going to have the mentality that they're the best and they can't be beaten and shit like that. I think you kind of have to have that mentality to be like a great fighter. But we look at everyone as like, especially someone like Izzy who comes in and was undefeated, becomes champion undefeated. Nobody can stand with him. No one can beat him. But there's something about like, um, there's clearing out a weight class. There's going up in weights. Bring me the ice out of the fridge. And the whiskey. Don't you pour me a cup of whiskey, you fucking savage. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. But there's yeah. something about clearing out a division. There's something about uh, moving up a weight class and winning another title. Now, to be fair, Khabib never did that. Uh, other guys have. There's a small handful of guys who have done that, who have won titles in multiple divisions. Um, and a lot, And there's some really good guys who have gone for it and failed. Uh, but he went for it and failed. And then in this huge title defense, kind of like the first time that he fought another elite kickboxer in MMA and he he lost this one at the end. Again, I think I think there's a chance Izzy comes back and is champ again. I don't think he should be the favorite in the uh in the Yeah, odds. crazy that he's a favorite. Um 
you know, what does that have to do with, I guess, the fact that he was winning the fight and he got caught? He was winning the fight. And uh, that- but but it's not, he didn't get caught. He got set up and fucking clinically taken out. So it, it, it wasn't like a big fucking hit, you know, Hail Mary yes. at the end. It, it also wasn't like Pereira was getting dominated in the fight. It was a competitive fight that Izzy was winning and he- Pereira was able to, was able to, in the, the battle of attrition, was able to say, no, no, I'm still this motherfucker at the very end, in the fifth round, and Izzy wasn't that motherfucker at the end. Izzy yes. started to fade. Izzy had big moments in the fight at the end of the first round. He hit him with a huge shot. He he landed good leg kicks in the fight. He uh, They both did. And he landed good leg kicks in the fight. He landed some good some good punches in the fight. He did get him down once and, and dominated that round when he was on the ground. But it's not as if Izzy was like dominating the fight you know what i mean it was a competitive fight yeah. and and like to rogan's point until like you the point you were making it's it was very clear that like it, you're always in danger if you're fighting this dude and you're kickboxing with him the dude's got like insane power so yeah i i would have to think that izzy should be a big underdog in that fight if they rematch but not an underdog that's like not that it's impossible he could get it done yeah. he was very close to getting it done there you know not crazy not crazy i wouldn't i i would that's such a it's a good fight i i would not put money on that fight either way at this point even after watching what we watched the reality was izzy could have not gotten caught izzy's probably kicking himself in the ass he could have been like you know what i could have been more perfect i could have fucking been in there in that moment and there are guys that 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 take that loss and step up the next time or he can get in his fucking head and this guy could be like dude he, dude this guy's got my number and and the fact who, that and, uh, we don't know yes well the who fact is he is and was, how that will affect him until we see the rematch so evidently in their second kickboxing fight izzy was winning the fight before he got knocked out and now again in this fight, he's winning the fight before he gets knocked out. So you could almost see, to your point, how that could easily in your mind go one of two ways. Like one, you could take that as like, I'm better than this guy. He got lucky and caught me. You know what I mean? Or you could look at that as being like, no matter how good I'm doing against this guy, yeah, he's still going to fuck me up. And so all of that, it's, it'll be an interesting test. One thing I like about Izzy a lot is that you got to admit Look, when he fought um, in his toughest fight uh, before this one, when he fought Kelvin uh, Gaslam, and he got fucked up in that fourth round, and the fifth round before he goes out there, he like points at him and he's like, "I'm prepared to die," you know that whole moment, and then he goes and then goes out and fucks him up in the fifth round. Izzy isn't just a dude who like is a very technical kickboxer, or in some of his fights has fought a kind of boring, safe fight, and will just stay at distance. When it comes to it, and he's in there, he is a he's got fucking heart, like real deal heart. He does, and that was on display. I thought in this fight too, like even he didn't quit. He wasn't looking for a way out of that fight, even getting hit. He was trying to hang in there and still bob and weave and shit. Um, I'd like to see him fight again for the title. Yep. All right, real quick, let's take a moment and thank YourKratom.com for supporting today's show. YourKratom.com, home of the $60 kilo. Guys, if you're in the market for Kratom, you're over the age of 21 years old, you got to get it directly from YourKratom.com. They ship it right to your door. It's the best Kratom on the market at the best available price. It's really a no-brainer if you want to have no brain. Yeah, let me tell you something, dude. YourKratom.com, they rule. They support everything we do. you got to support them. Go right now to YourKratom.com. Grab yourself a kilo. And uh, yeah, enjoy your day. All right, where were we? Um, all right, uh, moving on. Co-main event: Zhang Weili defeats Carla Esparza via uh, Rune choke. My girl Carla Esperanza two. goes down. Esperanza, uh, what a run! What a run as champion she had. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
Great. Uh, so anyway, yeah, Zach, Zach Poirier. Poirier. Just way better. <laughs> Looks like just a way better fighter. To get two people who probably shouldn't have been fighting is what yeah. it seemed like. Why right. do you hate her so much, by the way? Dude, it, because yeah, there are like women fighting. You know what, Vic? Can I tell you? We're not fucking marks. And we, we're not... Uh, Dana White years ago was like, yeah, dude, I'm never going to fucking women fighters in the UFC. That's retarded. That's crazy. Women fighting? Ooh, hilarious. And then, like, woke culture even attacked the UFC. And now they're, that, now we're, as dudes, we're all like, no, women fighting is great. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Oh, yeah. That totally should have been the co main event over Dustin Poirier and Michael Chandler. I'm just saying you have a, you have a, uh, you're targeting. Carla Esparza. Now I want to call her Esperanza. Damn it! Mm -hmm. But why do you Let why do you fly. hate the Cookie Monster? I uh, I think that the... you have more Dave respect more for of a... Zhang Weili. Dave was an Elmo kid growing up. Hardcore, hardcore parkour. Elmore, hardcore parkour. Elmore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. Whatever. I just don't fucking care. Is it like a whatever? The, I just don't care about the fight. Uh, but right, it's fine. I just had Dust, that. Dustin Poirier, Michael Chandler was i mean just the obvious fight of the night and uh i don't know lewis what can you say just everything you knew it would be as a fight incredible yeah kind of how i more or less how i figured it to go um that you know i thought i think chandler's got a power advantage chandler fights fucking wild and doesn't poirier is really technically sound you know yeah. and you you thought that like if poirier doesn't get put out of there that tech that technique is going to end up like Dustin Poirier might be the best boxer in the UFC, uh, and he's and and it ended up showing. Chandler throws so much fucking intensity, dude. But so but much it's a little that. wild, dude. You know, like I mean, yeah, but like, I mean, look, Poirier. He by the way, he wasn't really absorbing a lot of punishment in those shots. He he. There were a few not in that sequence right there. There were a few shots that landed pretty clean. Uh, that one huge one to the body landed real good. But here was when, at the end of the first round, when Poirier gets back to his feet, it was right after this, he turns around and flips him up, and then he just starts putting it on him. And Poirier's not, like, fighting in the way Chandler is. He's, like, staying real technical. Yeah. You know Ooh. what I mean? And, like, just Such hitting him with fight. great shots. Ooh. Such a good fight. Fight of the year candidate. Early fight of the Ooh. year candidate. Early fight of the year. Late fight of the year candidate. Yeah, really. Sorry. It's Very December late. almost. Um, I mean, he's... Chandler got saved by the bell in uh in the first round. He was about to be put out. Um and uh and then to Chandler's credit, man, look, after taking all that damage, he come back, he comes back and wins the second round, takes him down and holds him down for basically the whole round. But then I think Chandler was I mean, I think he was done going into that third round. And uh I was I was pretty convinced just like looking at them on the stools that I was like, oh, Poirier's gonna finish him in this third round. And he, he got his back pretty quickly and fucking choked him out. Yeah, I mean, look, was Chandler you, dirty. Yes, but whatever. But dirty? I don't really like. I don't know. I don't begrudge fighters for like fucking dirty shit happening. It's the it's the ref's job to fucking catch that and to stay on top of it. When you're in the middle of wars like this, I don't know. It's it's hard to judge anyone. Yeah, dude. Uh, I mean, look, the fight was fucking incredible. Um, you know, and this is actually what's great is when you. This is why it's great that Islam Makachev won. Right, and it's just it's same the same reason that it's great that um, Pereira won. It's nice to just mix things up a little bit. We've seen a lot of these matchups no. already, and now you know fucking Poirier gets this huge win right now over Michael Chandler. Um, who who's Islam fighting next? He's fighting. Um, uh, Islam is fighting Volkanovski. Yeah, Volkanovski. Yeah. 
which is also a crazy fight, which uh, honestly, in my opinion, is a really bad fight for Volkanovski. Really bad fight. Volkanovski, like if he was fighting um, Oliveira, I would have been like, what a fight. That's a great fight for him. Well, you start to, in the Oliveira fight, you go, all right, well, look, I've seen, I've seen Alexander Vol- Volkanovski have Brian Ortega fully sunk in mounted guillotines on him and him find a way out. I've seen Brian Ortega have a locked up triangle choke and he found a way out of that. And I've seen him like outclass Max Holloway on the feet. And that alone just lets you go like, can he give fucking Oliveira some problems? Yeah, probably. I'm not saying it's a shoe in I mean, it's a, it's a competitive fight, but he's certainly got to. But there's just something about how dominant Islam looked where I'm like, I just don't believe that this smaller guy is going to be able to stop Islam from fucking taking him down and no. holding him down. I just don't think so. Yeah, I mean, Islam's an absolute madman, and um, but you know, it does, it does make it interesting, right? I, I, like, I think that, that uh, to be honest, I don't find it. I don't find there to be that many very compelling matches, even at lightweight. That's how good Islam yeah. Makhachev is. That there's even in this tough division. I go, I don't know, Dustin Poirier. I, you know, we've seen all these guys fight Khabib. Well, that's probably and Khabib. So you Khabib go, and Khabib, to be honest with you. Like Islam looks better than Khabib, and and Islam and, looks better than Khabib, and dude. this is what Khabib and his whole camp are saying. They're, They're saying like, that, this yeah. guy is the guy. Like he is that. Yes, he is the next Khabib. He's like on his level of doing this shit. I just do. I really think that Dustin Poirier, as great as he is, is going to be able to stop that from happening. No, I, I probably, no, probably don't. Not. But at least we get to see that now. Yeah, well, maybe. That might be what's next. I don't yeah. know. We'll, Dustin we'll Poirier's probably got a, a fight someone between now and then. Uh, Michael Chandler is in a real is in an interesting position, man, where he is like, he has, he's had some losses. What is his record now in the UFC? Is it, what, he's two and three, I think? Yeah, he's, UFC. Two, he's two and three. He's lost to Gaethje, three out of his last Charles four. Charles Oliveira. And, but the... Is there ever been a fighter who's lost three out of his last four with a higher stock than Michael Chandler has? You know what I mean? Like, yes, he's lost fights, but they were I mean, all no, amazing no offense fights. offense to Dan Hooker or Tony Ferguson, but his only wins in the UFC, they are not against the top of the food chain. Dan Hooker's top of the food chain, but he's not. I don't think Dan Hooker's ever going to be the UFC lightweight champion, right? I think Well look, Dan Hooker had a very close fight with Dustin Poirier. He lost Dan, the fight. Dan Hooker He's, just won. He had, beat, a, uh, had a good showing against uh um Claudio Puelas. Yes. Um weird fight, but yeah, had a good had a good showing against him. It's a good win. Um that being said, the fights with Justin Gaethje and the fight with Charles Oliveira, he was very close to winning both of those fights. And um and this fight, he had just you know, came close to winning this one. So all of his losses were the top of the food chain guys, the the top of the food chain guys. But and, and he was very competitive, very in all competitive. Of them, you know? But you know, uh, he still lost. He's yep. still not. He's still not winning those big signature fights, yep. those big key wins. Um, what do you do with him now? Chandler know. says his next logical. He's the next logical opponent for uh, Conor McGregor. 
Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, I would say, I, like, by the way, guys, I'm the next logical opponent <laughs> yes, for Conor McGregor. You're all the next logical opponent for Conor McGregor. I mean, yeah, that's a smart guys, I'll take Jake him. Paul, I'll take Conor McGregor. <laughs> all they, of them are logical. Yeah, dude, let's go. Pretty much anyone who will pay me $5 million <laughs> to fight them is logical to me. Yeah, I mean, look, it's not crazy. It's like, okay, that fight could happen. That is go- That would be a great, exciting fight. Um, but... I don't know. Short of that, you know, Conor McGregor is in a situation where he gets to pick his fight, basically. Uh, he is in a different situation than everybody else. He's is also there. getting fucking He's also 300 pounds. Dude, right he's now. huge yeah. now. <laughs> so I don't know if he's Pull up a fight. picture of Conor from his Instagram now. He's fucking jacked. He shaved his beard. He's all muscly. Yeah. I don't know. He's taking those. Uh, with Connor, you never even know if pills. he's going to come yeah, back he, and he, fight. He, you just don't know with him. Like apparently, he's just exclusively eating horse meat. Is that true? No, that's the famous Elser Overeem thing. Oh, okay. He said we need horse meat. Look, he's, I mean, he looks fucking way bigger than he's ever looked. He's come back at once. Look at his legs, dude. His legs, his definition on his legs are wild. I mean, like that's fucking crazy. A lot of people are speculating. Yeah, Those are the kind of legs that you take on a Jason Ellis with. <laughs> not these legs. <laughs> <laughs> you're not taking on Ellis with these fucking legs, dude. Very. Why is he drinking a Guinness in a proper twelve commercial? <clears throat> it's, it's you always start with a Guinness, though. then you go to oh, a proper twelve. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's on Wikipedia. All right. Well, if it's on Wikipedia, it's true. Um. Yeah, dude, Connor's fucking huge now. He's come back at 170, right? I mean, it's I don't know, but look at him. Is he coming back down to 155? No, I, no, I don't know. Never. He looks bigger than 170. I don't know. Like, I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, but he's not. He's not very tall. He's like a shorter guy. I think he's like five seven, five eight. Maybe a little he's taller. He's a than little that. leprechaun. I think he's taller than that, but yeah, so? not much. Maybe five ten, five eh, whatever. Um, but uh. Yeah, I don't know. Michael Chandler, short of that, I'm not even counting on Conor McGregor coming back for sure. You just never know with him. You know what I mean? He's got a lot of options of what he could do. I don't. I can't say that fight's just sitting there waiting for Michael Chandler. So I don't know what you do with him, but he's if exciting. I'm, if I'm Conor, I'm not fighting Michael Chandler. If I'm Conor, I Too am... much the wrestling and the power. Nate Diaz just, is the fight. Yeah. Nick Diaz. I mean... Those are, those are two big money options, you know? Yeah, who else is there for Connor? I mean, just big, big, big ones, right? Do they? No, they Chad never... Diaz. They... Keep going down to see <laughs> Joey Diaz. Diaz. <laughs> I'm gonna fight Connor McGregor, cocksucker. Uh, no, he's gonna. Uh, or uh, what's his name? Masvidal's a good fight. Masvidal's a big money fight. Masvidal's a big money. Listen, Diaz. it's no more. It's it's Masvidal is no more. I don't know, or maybe a little. I don't know if it's any more dangerous than Michael Chandler. And there's just more He's less money. dangerous. Than Probably less dangerous, less and dangerous there's way more. Far. And there's more money involved. Um, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of other fights that that Connor could could take. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Michael Chandler. Uh, all right. Uh, last one. Before we, uh, you know, we got a couple more things on this card that I'll, I'll touch on. But uh, Frankie Edgar gets knocked out by, from Chris Gutierrez. First round KO, uh, I mean, nasty fucking flying knee. Frankie is out before he hits the ground. Arms up in the air. Yeah, it sucks. Bang, right in New York. I mean, yeah, you don't want that. Like, dude, Frank, I love Frankie Edgar. I know you do, too. We've been huge Frankie Edgar fans for a very long time. It's just like MMA is a really fucking tough sport to hang around in for a very long time. And, like, if you think about it, like, when it was... 
that do you remember when the Frankie Edgar Tyson Griffin I think was the fight what Tyson Griffin was that his name yeah, I mean, but that fight, remember, like, like shook up the MMA world, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, these one fifty fivers are like incredible." Yeah. This next town, and they, there was like all these transitions and shit that we had never seen before. That was like, dude, that was a long time ago, man. Yeah, like it was a long, long time, long ago. time ago. Frankie was Him champion. Great when Maynard. was Ch- Frankie champion? I mean, I, nobody stays in. Like, even how long ago he was champion, and how long he's been fighting after he lost his title, and always fighting that doesn't happen. Always fighting names. You Five know what round, I mean? Like he's not fighting wars. Like his his last fight that w- that he lost was against uh fucking um uh what's his name uh Sandhagen. Or no, 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 no. no. no After be, uh... Sandhagen, it was uh Jesus Christ, what I, I'm fucking blanking on his name. God damn it. The guy who beat Sugar Sean O'Malley Cheeto. with uh, Cheeto Vera. Cheeto Vera. He, uh, Cheeto Vera was like one of the top fucking guys in the He's still fighting like really good fighters, and it's just like it's just really hard to stick around that long. He actually did really good in the Cheeto Vera fight. He was winning that fight for most of it. It's you know, just after a while, you're kind of like, dude, I just don't really want to. I don't want to see Frankie Edgar get knocked no, out. He won't anymore because he's retired. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, it was. Uh, I he look, man. He had a fucking unbelievable career, incredible yeah. career. It was the champ at 155. Too. Also, he was one, one of the pioneers of East Coast MMA. There was yeah. not a lot of guys coming out of New York, New Jersey area. Yeah, um, that were you know fucking doing great things becoming champions championship caliber fights so uh yeah i mean frank yager well he also beat bj penn to get the fucking title so he took the title from the guy who at the time was like the legend and he was a big underdog and he beat bj penn and then fought gray maynard in like two of i mean he, he it was they fought three times but those two title fights were like two of the most fucking just like incredible lightweight fights in history yeah yeah, great I mean, career. Yeah, great career. Shout out to Frankie Edgar. Hats off to his amazing career retiring from the sport of MMA this past Saturday night. Uh, real quick, I want to just touch on uh, Aaron Blanchfield defeating Molly McCann via first round Kimura. I mean, dude, Aaron, uh, dude, I said this a while ago. Aaron Blanchfield is somebody to watch out. We had her on the show before. Yeah, she trains out of uh, Fairlawn, New Jersey, uh, which is where. Uh, look at this, dude. Yeah, nasty fucking Kamora, dude. Yeah, she's a beast, dude. She's a beast. Trains out of MK Muay Thai, Fairlawn, New Jersey. Um, who brushed the shoulders off too? Yeah, and then um, yeah, I don't know. Just a lot of a lot of New Jersey pride. Uh, Ryan Span knocked out uh, Dominic Reyes in the yeah. first round. Pretty crazy. Uh, pretty crazy that Dominic Reyes fall from grace. Yeah. Right? Jared, this guy who fucking comes up is undefeated, fights John Jones in a fight, fights the greatest ever at the weight class, and a lot of people think he won that fight. And then since then has just been on a complete skid. Yeah. Damn. It it reminds me a lot of uh the Johnny Hendricks uh journey. Yeah. Where he's this guy who's undefeated, fights the best ever at his weight class. Many people think he won. And then just falls on on this like losing streak, where everyone's just catching him. Yeah, it's really well, sad. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Uh, <laughs> you know, two eighty one in the books. All right. Uh, what else? What else is sad? Um, yeah, this is really sad, dude. Oh, actually, that makes all of this other stuff not seem so sad. Anthony Rumble Johnson uh, passed <laughs> away. I did. I, I didn't even know he was sick. It's a year younger than me. 
That's a scary thing, dude. That's fucking. Uh, He's a professional. Seven, three athlete. years younger than you. Profe- two, one, two. Three years younger. Than He's you. a year younger than me, so he's six years younger than you. I'm forty. You're thirty nine. You're substantially older than me. Um, Anthony Johnson. He was thirty eight years old. Ugh. He. The cause of death is has yet to be announced. I thought it was, um, some sort of cancer. No, I think he was I having. It, he had some strange disease. Did he have cancer? I don't know. I thought there was something yeah. like he had some strange illness, where like he's fucking ha- having organ problems and shit. Maybe that. Maybe it was cancer. I don't know. They're not confirming anything yet. Well, he had a type so. of cancer. He had he had some shit, Did and he? I guess the type of cancer they had usually is not a death sentence. I read about this, and I guess he just had some complications or whatever. That's a, that. It really is scary. Where I'm like, goddamn, dude, he was like a high level athlete. And it just came and got him. The fucking Grim Reaper just came in and said, hey, you know what, dude? It's your time. Sorry. Don't care how well you eat. Don't care how much you train. Don't that's why care. I don't even focus on stuff like eating well. Well, that's... And then I look at my Aunt Amber, who's 85 years old. This fat bitch, she has never done anything to be healthy in her life. It's a crackhead. She, not, not once has she ever fucking tried to do anything in her life to be a healthier human being. And she lives to 85 years old. And Anthony Johnson, dead. Yeah, the wrong just, one. The wrong one died. On the wrong one died. I'm Vic. not saying he got the COVID vaccine, but I'm saying, does anyone know? Controversial. Rumble Can't Johnson. Help, uh, you guys remember 170 made his. Uh, he was fighting at UFC. He was fighting the UFC at 170 pounds, and then just started missing weight by like 20. And pounds. he was, and he was like fucking. Just you could tell, even looking at him, he was humongous. It seemed like unfair that he could fight these other 170 pounders. And for that first round, he was the most lethal human being out there. But if you got past that, he was just like done. Um, but then Soft when he finally baby fin- shit round yeah. two. <laughs> but then once he finally moved up, it was just like, oh, I'm gonna stop cutting down wow. and just be a and fucking light heavyweight. At 205 and looked did, did amazing. Did he have a couple fights at uh, heavyweight as well? I think yeah, I think afterward, yeah, I think he finished his career up at heavyweight. But that run that he had at light heavyweight, where he was like, he that run in that time, he was just about the scariest fucking fighter in uh in MMA. Here he is, dude. Bang. I mean, he, his power was like unreal. I mean, that was like a little fight. That wasn't even a fucking crazy hard shot. That was. That was yeah. That was. Yeah. I got to talk to him one time for uh, for the old hammer fisting show. Uh, we did a video. Him and the tap out guys. He did not like it when I Ooh. asked him why he, he kept weighing it over. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, so he was powerful. just a scary fighter. Oh, yeah. I'm glad I'm not fighting Jason Ellis. <laughs> Definitely glad you're not fighting Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Well, I fight Rumble Johnson right now. Yeah. Today. Are you, are you not so much yesterday. Now? Vic, shut the fuck up, dude. Why are you doing Ugh. that, dude? What are you doing? Where are you fighting? Because I want you to be a man. I am being I a man, dude. Uh, uh, like if the doctor, if I go to the doctor and I get my MRI and they go, hey, dude, you know what? It's all in your head. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> like, get in there. Be a man, dude. I'll What's, do uh, it. We didn't find anything in your knee, but we found fear in your heart. This is strange. Your heart is one third that the size of a normal man. Yeah, can I ask you, have you been going around stealing Christmas from local boys and girls? <laughs> that usually accompanies this condition. 
<laughs> that was a solid joke right there. That was, that was good. That was good. As a uh, seasonal, high-level yeah. Christmas joke right there. There's some really, I have around. a four-year-old daughter, and it's Christmas well, Before time. we do Vic's Triangle of Truth, we we must, uh, let's do our plugs real quick. Uh, subscribe to GasDigitalNetwork.com. Use that promo code. Yo, MMA, get a seven-day free trial. Get instant access to the on-demand library for all the shows here on the network, access to the racist live chat, and many other member benefits. Please subscribe to Gas Digital. Support this show and the other shows here on the network. Uh, Dave, anything coming up? Well, I have a, coming up in just about, what is it, a week now? Uh, the November 25th, I, I will be uh, one night only in Poughkeepsie, New York. I got Robbie the Fire Bernstein and BK Chris coming out with me on that. Come on out. I believe there's still a few tickets left, but th these shows are very close to selling out. So please come grab them. I'd love to see you out there in Poughkeepsie. New Year's Eve, me and Luis J. Gomez will be co-headlining at the uh, the comedy store doing a special New Year's Eve show. We got Colin Terrell, Zach Amico. We're going to have so much other special Karen guests. Karen uh Crack Amico. I'm going to have to bounce one of those. Uh, but <laughs> no, all those guys will be on the show. It's going to be a lot of fun. Should be a great time. Um, and then I got a bunch of stuff coming up in, in 2023. I'm filling up my schedule now. ComicDaveSmith.com. All the ticket links and stuff will be up there. So I'll be, uh, I'm going on the road pretty hard in, uh, in the next year. So I'll be coming to a town near you soon. Love it. Uh, yeah, guys, I got a lot of live stuff coming up this weekend. Miami's already sold out. Uh, I'm trying to get another show added. So keep on checking my social media to see if we can get one more added. But uh, I will be December 1st in Indianapolis, December 2nd, McHenry, Illinois, December 3rd, uh, Glendale, Wisconsin. And then I'll be up in Toronto, and then obviously Los Angeles with Dave Smith, Washington, D.C., Phoenix, Minneapolis, and Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. All that's all throughout January. Uh, go to lewisofskanks.com to grab those tickets for all those shows and more. And uh, I'm going to be doing a little tour by myself, me and Arenberg, ending the Offend Everyone tour at the end of January. But then I'm going back out to all the cities that we didn't hit um, and I'm putting the finishing touches on my brand new special, which I should be filming late spring early summer in london england so look out for all, the, all that information and many other things as well uh victor what's going on with the triangle of truth there is no shape more lethal not determine what is in the heart of a fighter or in the knee of a fighter than the triangle <laughs> and i just want people to know that um, little little no fact on. about me, my heart is in my knee. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But we need a triangle in there. That's the only thing that's going to get you through that to that fight. A um, few things have happened, and I, by the way, I'm going to put the Paige Van Zant thing in this one uh, with the other the, with the third triangle of the truth here. But the first thing, this is Nate Diaz, Dylan Danis. This is at uh, UFC 281 this weekend. Guys, roll the footage. Let's well, get some volume. Mm, either way, whatever you want to do. Or we can mime it. Hey, guys. This is, this is a different angle than I uh, saw from. One sec. It's okay. It's Everything's cool. all right. Wow. But uh, Nate Diaz doing some what Nate Diaz does. Letting bitch-ass rookies know that he's the man. Wait, uh, here, we can't get volume on this? No, we can't. Okay. Hey, guys, don't, don't I talk to me that way. I never I'll saw this whole way. angle. Is this before or after the slap? 
Sweet. Slap happens in here a little bit to the Nate slaps him. The end. No, not Dylan Dennis. I think he slaps a different dude. He slaps one of his guys. People throwing drinks. I mean, why don't we have volume? All every part of this indicates that the volume should be up, and it's not. All right. Well, what are you gonna do? Racism. That's probably why. Well, I hate to say let's. So anyway, that's what happened. How deep? How let's deep we... is Nate's crew here? He's got a couple guys with him. Shane well, Gillis asked, is right there. <laughs> when he went to Motley Cruz for his last fight, he asked for 18 people. So he's got to have at least 18 people here. Well, yeah. Nate Diaz just... Did you say this already, Lewis, when we talked about it? But he really just slaps people like it's legal mm-hmm. to slap people. And it almost kind of feels like it is. Yeah. Like it feels like Nate Diaz is just allowed to slap you. Like if you called a cop and you were like, Nate Diaz just hit you. And they'd be like, he punched you? And they're like, well, I mean, he slapped me. And they go, wow. It's Nate Come Diaz. On, there's a real problem. <laughs> it's Nate Diaz. Obviously. I don't know. Were you, did you look at him wrong? Then what can you do? Yeah, the there's, fucking, the air is clear. There's the, the one guy gets up and Nate, uh, Nate like kind of gives him a pound. And he's like, uh, the guy's like, my kids are here, man. Come on, my kids are here. And Nate like shakes his hand and is like kind of being cool. And then some other guy just gave him a look that Nate didn't like. And Nate slaps the shit out of him. <laughs> Oh, you got to love it. I like it. I love it. I love the chaos. I have no problem with it. Dylan Dennis, he's just constantly, he's constantly like dunking on himself. Like he's maybe the most hated man. There's Brendan well, Schaub you and do, Dylan Dennis. Well, Those are the two most hated men in MMA. Well, look, say what you will about Brendan Schaub. I know he gets into some of these controversies sometimes. In, in terms of the MMA world, Brendan Schaub fought top 10 heavyweights yeah. in many different fights. Put his fucking ass on the line, yeah. knocked some people out, took some knockouts. Like, he was a warrior, whatever you want to say. One of these guys who got in there. Dylan Dennis, it's like, doesn't even really fight yeah. MMA and is constantly, like, talking shit about never people fought like the that. UFC, never fought top-ranked guys. two guys, yeah. I think, ever. But he's doing what, like, honestly, if he is, and I believe he is, he's just trolling everyone. He's doing a great job of getting his name out there because people talk about him. For a guy who's never really fought anybody, people should sure do well, love talking thing? about he trained, he trained. He was Connor's like Connor's jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu coach guy, yeah. or, or jiu-jitsu training partner. So there was that. From what I understand, he's a very good uh, jiu-jitsu guy. Um, he lost to Jake Shields in a grappling, uh, but there's no shame in that. I mean, Jake Shields is very, very good. Uh, but yeah, is he got himself onto like, it was almost like when Connor was at his like, ultimate hype he got himself into that world and then just started talking shit and it was kind of like oh you want to see connor's guy fight this guy so yeah he he did something he made himself a name that's for sure god damn it i just really dave, part it. of me thinks dave that if you didn't settle down mm-hmm. you'd be going through your nate ds face right now just slapping other comics oh i thought you just meant doing what shane gillis is doing and hanging out with nate diaz as much as possible i'd probably be in that phase if i didn't have a wife and i'm so annoyed i forgot to fucking put more money on my meter ah that does suck how much does that take it really all right next one vic all right let's let's uh skip just in case we have a video problem the this will make lewis happy um page van zandt Mm-hmm. releases some photos of course she has an only fans and she's all over instagram and uh everyone went crazy because apparently there was a nipple slip in this one and she's in the pouring rain so let's look at the photos here all right um that's her there's a nipple slip no she didn't no nip slip. It, she a, she takes her nips out on only fans all the time does she really yeah she's just naked 
How much is OnlyFans? It's not that expensive. Uh, uh, am I crazy? I don't think she's that hot. I'm I'm not like blown away by Paige Van Sant. She was always like, like she was always hot with an asterisk next. You know what I mean? Like she's hot for a professional cage fighter. Yeah, but not like. There's also hotter professional cage fighters. Yeah, I don't know. I, I you know, ten dollars a month. All right, calm down, Natalie. And calm your um, lesbian fucking vagina. It's down. for Vic because I know he's interested. Her, Natalie, I'll share with you though. Her clit is actually it. smashing the enter button right can now. You on the can you share OnlyFans uh, yeah. accounts? Yeah, yeah. so there's oh, no, there's no. Uh, is it like a Dave. Netflix? Well, can you, you get somebody? No, can you get like five people on it? Can I have my own emoji on Maybe. your? Uh, well, well uh, I'll split. Well, I'll put in two. I don't think that Paige Van Zandt's that hot. She's hot, but she's not that hot. Well, what you about this woman? Pull up these photos. Paige Van Zandt is is meeting Lewis once away from him telling her she's the hottest chick in the universe. That's not true. I'm in love. You stop that. Okay. She's Valley a Lu- month Valerie and meeting Laredo. Lewis away. Valerie Laredo. Now, Valerie Laredo is a goddamn fucking smoke show. A 10. That's her, uh, a true her dime piece. piece. I don't know. You don't think she's a dime piece? No. Are you out of your mind, Dave? I mean, these are just that, that my body, that body type is go to go to Valerie Loretta's Instagram. Dude, are you out of your fucking mind? Uh, I don't think she's a 10. You're wrong. Do you not I know? She's a not. niner. She's at least a niner. I'm not wrong because you asked what I think, and I told you yeah, he's got his own taste. Get pull just pull up. Get, get pull, I mean, what? Not a 10. No, not to me. Not a 10. No. Is what number? D- give me the number, Dave. Give me the number, you Jew. Three. Get the fuck out of here, dude. That is just to piss Lewis off. Look at her. Fine, three point five. Just trolling him. What? I mean, dude. What is three point seven five? What is the number, Dave? Offer. I don't know, dude. But I don't Natalie, know. what's the number? Like a yeah nine. Nine, right? Yeah. She's up there. I wanted to fart in my mouth. God, that's disgusting. Well, I, all right. If I saw her fart in your mouth, that would make her a four. <laughs> Look at that butt, dude. Look at that Eiffel Tower ass. Shut yeah, up, Dave. Yeah, clearly, clearly, that's going to take her number down if you she you farts in your mouth. That's terrible. Yeah, she's a dime piece. She's fucking perfect. All right. She's at least that's, a nickel and three pennies. That's your truth, Lewis. Oh man. Well, I think. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to try? Let's try this other video real quick. One sure. more, again. Yeah, I think it was this just the deep. website that was the problem, not videos in general. Okay, let's do this thing. Go ahead, thirty seconds in. This is DC's top five fighters of all time, like boxing, everything. And I know it's going to start off on a bad note with you guys. No, yeah. I'm okay with it. So we we don't have volume again. One sec, sorry. But Amanda Nunez is number five. All right. Top of his list, though, Khabib. And then I think number three is Muhammad Ali. George St. Pierre was number four. Wait, is Amanda Nunez make your top five list? Top five fighters of all time? Fighters? Yes. Like boxers? Everything combined? Everything. She, she just... No. No, and I don't even really believe she makes D- Daniel Cormier's. I think he felt like he had to put one woman in there. Uh, I take full responsibility this com- for this. I have no idea why the sound is not working. By all accounts, it can I just be. see? Can I just see the list visually? Just see it when it's complete, yeah. so I can look at this. You go, okay, Muhammad Ali, Khabib, Floyd Mayweather, number one. I forgot Mayweather's number one. 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. How like, you I don't know how Muhammad you're judging Ali, fighters. Bro. The truth is, to me, if you're just saying top five fighters of all time, I'm putting all MMA guys, no boxers. That's my, like my opinion on it. Is that if you're just saying fighter, they're much better fighters in MMA than in boxing. Uh, so I would just give you my top five MMA fighters. And no, I wouldn't put any female fighters in there. I don't, not that, like, I don't know. If we went to 10 or 15 or 20, maybe I would put Amanda Nunes in there. But I'm not, I don't know. I'm just not putting her over over John Jones. Amanda Nunes doesn't get it now. Well, I don't think DC's DC is not. I'm put John Jones. But even like other guys, even guys like, I don't know. To me, Demetrius Johnson deserves to be in there over her. There's just like a ton of guys who are just like way, they, they I don't know. They had fucking better runs. Yeah. They beat, uh, it's just, this is crazy to me. Come on. Yeah. Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky deserves to be in there more than Amanda Nunes. Silly, silly uh, list. It's fine. All right, we got to wrap this one up. Shout out to YoKratom.com for supporting today's show. Go support YoKratom, home of the $60 kilo. We'll be back next Monday with another great episode of your favorite MMA podcast. Until then, have yourselves a great week. Peace. Peace.